Hey there, folks. Donald Trump showed his power in Iowa as the race now comes down to three. But will his legal problems prevent him from even getting to the election? I'm Aaron Young. Today we'll find out. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Today. So good to be with you wherever you are joining us from. Also on Ticker Today, leaders at Davos are predicting a potential rate cut by the Federal Reserve later on this year. But first... We begin the program with Ticker Hotshots and Veronica Dudo is in New York for us. Veronica, first up, let's dive into the election, of course, happening this year in the US. Donald Trump, uh, he really claimed victory quite strongly in Iowa caucuses, marking a return to the political arena after the tumultuous exit from Washington. Talk to us about what happens from here. We know it goes to New Hampshire. We know that Nikki Haley is saying no more debates unless Trump shows up. What do we know about this? So it was the first in the nation GOP primaries. It was held in the Hawkeye State, Iowa. Of course, there was a blizzard that uh, swept through the region, bringing snow and sleet and just a wintry mix. But nonetheless, voters did turn out. This was a record win for former President Donald Trump. He uh, retained some 51 percent of the vote. Uh, again, these are numbers that we haven't seen in several years. Now, next on the list is New Hampshire. And again, these are early primaries just to gauge heading into the election season, of course, with the final election being in November. So the Republicans need to pick a nominee. And that's basically what we are watching play out here. Uh, former President Donald Trump, along with current governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, and of course, former uh, you know, United Nations ambassador Nikki Haley. Uh, those are the ones that will have to battle it out next week in New Hampshire. Vivek Ramaswamy has thrown his support behind Donald Trump after announcing last night that he would suspend his campaign moving forward. So it's interesting we're now down to three, as you mentioned, DeSantis and Haley just behind Donald Trump, well, quite a distance behind Donald Trump, I should say, but they're right next to each other. Obviously, Donald Trump will need to choose a running mate. What chances do you think there would be of a Trump-Haley team for 2024, given that she seems to have quite a lot of appeal and given Trump's legal problems that we don't actually know where they are going to fall? It's a pretty much do or die year for Donald Trump here, win the election or potentially go to jail or maybe even go to jail before the election. Do you think that Nikki Haley would be interested in joining up with Trump, what she said about this. So what's really interesting is that she talked a lot about how she believed that former President Donald Trump was the right president at the right time, that she supported him then, but now moving forward, she sees a different path. So that is something that she has really come down hard on in her speech last night, following that she is now trailing not only Trump and DeSantis, yeah. she's in third place. And so she really took a forceful turn in this, uh, again, saying she should be the one selected. Mm -hmm. So in terms of being a running mate, uh, maybe before that speech, I'm not uh, anticipating that that could potentially be a matchup, but yeah. in politics, uh, you know, in America, who knows? <laughs> who knows? You got to do what you got to do. All right. 
Now, second topic, a federal judge has issued an injunction to block JetBlue's ambitious $3.8 billion acquisition of Spirit Airlines. The decision comes after weeks of legal battles and raised concerns about the potential impact on competition within the airline industry. Veronica, obviously, uh, we know Spirit, we know JetBlue. JetBlue have been in trouble for a little while. It's had somewhat of a turnaround. Uh, judge have been involved. This goes back to the middle of 2022. The judge deciding, though, to actually block this over competition fears. This has been years in the making. JetBlue has been trying to acquire Spirit, and everyone really thought this was a done deal. Uh, this merger was going to just sail through. But according to a federal judge, he is saying that this would hurt uh, cost um, c consumers who are looking for some sort of cost-effective prices, that the merger would almost uh, overshadow any chance for consumers to have other options. Now, that, of course, is a big deal in the aviation industry. And, you know, it's not lost on any. This also comes on the heels, of course, the Boeing 737 MAX uh, being sidelined. So really, it is just uh, a nightmare all around in terms of what exactly is going on in the aviation industry. It's a really interesting debate, though, because on the one hand, of course, you have competition fears, but together they could compete strongly against Southwest. So which competition can you be more worried about? Is it the competition about uh, two little companies coming together or two little companies forming a big company that could compete head on with Southwest, of course, which is the big daddy when it comes to cheap airfares in the United States? It's surprising that that wasn't a reason that they could look at and probably shows a real difference doesn't it, between um, when one party is in power compared to the other about what they deem as com competition? Absolutely. And, you know, if this is potentially a merger that behind the scenes, um, you know, officials know that certain companies could need, or if not, then eventually they could go out of business or, or, or close shop. Yeah. And also what are those ramifications. So it, it's not really such a cut and dry, easy decision. We'll have to see if there's any type of appeals moving forward. Um, but again, uh, the judge was just citing saying he was concerned that, you know, yeah. especially these, uh, you know, penny pinching times that customers might not have the opportunity to be able to book that cheap airfare if this went through. All right. Veronica Duda, host of In America Today. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care. Business leaders gathered at the annual meeting of more than 800 CEOs and chairs in Davos this week. They expressed a mix of hope and gratitude, also caution regarding the state of the U.S. economy amidst the backdrop of cooling inflation and a robust labor market. Many are now anticipating a potential reduction in interest rates by the Fed Reserve this year. That could lead to a resumption of deal-making. CEOs from various industries cited varied reasons for their confidence in the economy, from the stabilizing job market, falling commodity prices as well as sustained global appetite for materials like copper and iron ore. However, concerns remain high about geopolitical tensions such as the recent attacks by Houthis on the Red Sea supply ships. So the growing use of artificial intelligence in politics has sparked concerns about its potential to disrupt and also manipulate democratic processes. The discussion delves into the challenges and implications of AI in politics, especially this year, examining its impact on elections, disinformation and voter influence. In a moment, we'll be joined by Dr. Karen Sutherland, our social media expert. But first, let's take a closer look at the issue at hand. 
In the lead up to the 2024 elections, OpenAI has taken a stand against potential misuse of its powerful AI tools in politics. OpenAI's ChatGPT and DALI image generation, renowned for their real-life capabilities, have ignited concerns that AI could be weaponized to win the election. The problem lies in the potential misuse of AI tools such as ChatGPT and DALI. These tools can be harnessed to fabricate false information, impersonate candidates and authorities to deter voter participation, posing a significant threat to the fairness and transparency of elections. It can lead to the spread of false information and potentially sway election outcomes, which ultimately weakens the foundations of a democratic society. So, if we know the problem exists, how can we fix it? For more, we're joined by Dr. Karen Sutherland from the University of the Sunshine Coast. Great to see you. Um, talk to us about these AI technologies because we'll be watching them very closely. We all remember those deep fakes, but things have really intensified over the past few years. Well, they, sh they sure have. And it's interesting that really OpenAI has been one of the first to come out and acknowledge uh, the potential for uh, misinformation and has taken a stand on it. So it can, it can impact anything really from written text, uh, video, or, you know, video, uh, text by video now, uh, and as you said, deep fakes and, and image generation. And so, I mean, we've also seen how AI was used in the past uh, on Facebook to manipulate uh, and, and target, ad, you know, ads of particular users as well. So, I mean, that's a form of AI too. And so apparently OpenAI is not the only uh, company that's coming out to actually try and prevent this. It's also Google and Meta have indicated they're going to try and, uh, you know, make this stop before it starts. And so how do they actually stop it? Because I think if any of us, I mean, we work in the news business, sometimes we try and use illustrations of, say, Donald Trump. But if you type Donald Trump or Elon Musk or President Biden into these um, DALI, for example, it will straight away come up with a warning saying, no, we can't touch this topic. Is that essentially how they're trying to overcome it? Yeah, and I mean, from what I've read as well, so OpenAI, is they're, they're trying to introduce a system to encode images that are created by DALI. So it's that transparency. So users will know that this is an AI-generated image. So I think that's probably the easiest thing to do at this point is just to make it really clear that AI has been used in the generation of images. Yeah. And I mean, when it comes to politics, it isn't new when it comes to an election for a party or a candidate to attack or quietly set out a whispering campaign about another candidate trying to get, uh, I suppose, to, to attack their credibility. ChatGPT AI essentially is ramping that up, right? And to make it a lot more believable, don't, you know, if there's no pictures that didn't exist, well, now we can create the pictures. Yeah, that's right. So I think they're trying to actually embed, particularly with the pictures, so you will know yeah. um, how they're doing that. I mean, will it be a watermark? Who who, who knows what that's actually going to look like? Uh, but they're trying to actually put in, I, I guess, even words that people are using to try and generate, you know, with their prompts to try and uh, put a stop to it that way, stop things being generated, or sending them to particular websites. So if anyone has any questions about voting, they are, it's automatically going to uh, bring up the uh, canivote.org website. So I think they, I think this this way, this time round, I think they'll be 
trying multiple things and it'll just have to, you know, keep improving over time. All right, let's flip it around for a minute. We talk about AI as a threat, but for a lot of people, AI is a tool. How can it be used as a tool for detecting and combating, I guess, a spread of political misinformation as well during uh, election season? I mean, it could be used on, say, uh, social media platforms uh, where... Uh, I mean, in the past, Meta's tried. I don't know how effective they have been in, uh, you know, in actually using AI to uh, prevent misinformation. So, if hopefully those sorts of tools have improved over over time, and that you know, that using AI in that respect could be could be very helpful. But it's also can it actually cope with the volume of information that is being posted? It is such a great point. As always, appreciate your time. Dr. Karen Sutherland from the University of the Sunshine Coast. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. And thank you so much for your company here on Ticket Today as well. I'm Aaron Young. More at our website, tickernews.co. Check us out on LinkedIn and also on Instagram as well. Ticket News Co. is the at that you need to find us there, the handle there as well. Hope to see you soon. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes. 